Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Let's get down to business and start the podcast. Did they send me Leo when I asked for Juice? Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. I'm your host, Juice, and I am joined by my beautiful, beautiful, perfect carbon copy of me, but slightly darker co-host, Leo. What's up, Leo? What's up, dude? I like that um that Donny Osmond couldn't uh yeah. could he couldn't I, quit. I tried I tried to do the Jackie Chan version, but uh I yeah. just for some reason I canceled. couldn't remember the lyrics. Yeah, well that that too, but I <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well that was a great reason intro. I was uh yeah, thank you. I You're welcome. I just got nostalgic for the for the old intros I used to do. I love it. And we were supposed to be in the same room this week. Yeah. And uh, life happened. Uh, life happened. I was still recovering from the vaccine. So that's right. We just partially because work, but we, but we will. Yeah, we will. Uh, partially because of our last episode, I was like, yeah, let's get fucking wasted <laughs> and answer some questions. And no one told me that you're not supposed to get fucking wasted after a major vaccine yeah oh well well here we are now he learned his lesson and now we're we're on i haven't i'm gonna do it again yeah probably it's something he has a he has it scheduled right after um his uh the second uh dose of vaccine yeah yeah i'm scheduling right now getting drunk after the second dose of the vaccine he already knows yeah he hasn't even gotten that yet but he knows he's gonna get drunk the day after yeah, they, they actually, they set it up for me on the same day. They're like, okay, you're doing it three weeks from today. Get your second dose. Uh, Get your alcohol so, ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, um, so these fights yesterday. They were really uh, fucking good. Yeah. The, the main event was kind of a stinker, but we'll yeah, get but there. The, but, the, but the three before it were like bangers, all bangers. I was like on the, on that main car. And then, I mean... The first fight of the main card was good, but it was more one-sided, I guess you could say. Just some, you know, like very big tough, but but uh, right. but everything else after that, with the exception of the main event, I mean, it's pretty good. And the the prelims had some pretty good stuff on it. Um, I want to talk about that uh, Macdesi and the uh, Mahamondes. Yeah, uh, I just uh, I wanted to to break the fourth wall a little bit. I did not watch the prelims at all, so yeah. I have charged you with um, recapping the prelims since you watched all of them like a like a true. I did. I was also watching. Casual. I was also watching my son at the same time. So like, I'm just <laughs> gonna highlight my pick for what we normally do, um, which is the uh, the McDusty. I mean, it was such a good back and forth fight, uh, similar to the um, Sadiq Yusuf and the um, the Allen Our, fight. They they were very nice. similar as far as like a back and forth. Um, goes, but um, McDessey just hung in there and like, rocked um, Ignacio at the first <laughs> um, 
I think in the first or second round, I think it might have been the second round, but like everyone was like, oh, like now um, Ignacio was like kind of on his bike running around and McDessie was kind of just trying to stay in his face the whole time. But I thought it was funny because they were telling Ignacio's backstory. Like, like they're like, here's his debut. He's going to be great. His dad's a kickboxer and he'll be crying. And like John Maddox said crying. And that as soon as McDessie hit him right in the face to like knock him back. And I was like, oh yeah, I love the building this guy's backstory and he's about to get fucked up. Um, I mean, he hung in there. He's a tough kid, um, but it, it was uh, it was an awesome, awesome fight. And then um, and then just another highlight, which you didn't get to watch, but I, I'm sure you watched the the highlight of it, the Jorgen de Castro. Um, the oh yeah, I saw the knockout. And I mean, his name's Man Mountain Dan Ho. So um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, like it was. I mean, it was very similar to the Stipe, um, as far as like the ragdoll effect of his body um and Jorgen just took that quickly and was knocked out for a while there was a part where like they turned to his hand and like they because they weren't showing his face but I, I was worried that he was still knocked out and they were just like well there's his hand and I was like what <laughs> well can't show you his knocked out face but there's his hand and, I was like, what? and then they just do hand over to him like slowly waking up and I was like oh good good he's not dead like we all thought he was shadow realm it's hand with an H. <laughs> yeah. I think I can help with the hand, hand dilemma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, dude, I was so disappointed when I, when I saw the results of this fight. Number one, um, Jorgen DeCastro is from Cape Verde. <laughs> and the homie Tev Talks is from there as well. And he was getting so hyped. And then when that happened, he was just like, the tweets were sad, bro. So shout out to Tev. I hope he's doing well. I was just like, no. Um, and not only that, so Jorgen, I, he was on uh, the Combat Sports of Rhino podcast, my homie Rhino, uh, a few weeks ago. It might have been more than a month ago at this point. It was a really cool interview, and I liked the guy a lot. And his opponent, Jarges Danho, is – one of the guys that I, um, he fought on one of the first cards that I watched top to bottom, mm -hmm. um, which was the Silva versus Bisping card. When I first started becoming a fan, when I was like following Bisping and he was, you know, he became like one of my favorite fighters. I was watching that whole card and he fought Daniel Omielechuk and it was the fucking worst heavyweight fight i've ever seen a dick kick every couple of minutes right. they got gassed it was just an absolute shit show and so i've always had and and they had this whole thing building him up and it was just like like you said man mountain he was like he made some guy tap the strikes on his record like you look and you see submission and you think maybe oh he submitted a guy nope it's just more fucking punches and they were like dude this guy's a fucking terror and then absolute stinker of a fight and i was just like bro is this what we're gonna expect so i was expecting jorgen to just like do yeah. work no nope. case man when heavyweight throw they throw and, and it's it was lights out it was he did work on was, the canvas yeah yeah he did he was nice sprawled yeah. out yeah nice nap getting he's used to cleaning it yeah oh i miss this with his body oh, oh. Dude, that's so fucking disrespectful. It is. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Swiffer to Castro. Oof. Yeah. Oh God, just gotta clean the damn mat. What? You got knocked out. Yeah, we know. Sorry. Never, we've never been. I guess this is an anti-Jorgen de Castro podcast. No, <laughs> it's definitely not. But we've definitely made fun of him a lot more than we have any other fighter. Um. All right. Well, let's. Fuck. Oh man. Let's. All right. Let's go on to these. Um. Yeah. These main, main, okay. Like. Uh, I thought you know I did pick a problematic person. <laughs> and I thought that that might have been on my side, but man, how's about Mike Perry's head and footwork? <laughs> like, he looks like a, like an army man, like a plastic, like green army man with his placement. He is. He very... did. And I think he moving. was just trying to like stand and plant and maybe look for a knockout. But dude, D Rod is no fucking joke, and and he he trains with Joe Schilling. As they said, who's in his corner? The guy is a sniper. Yeah, he's man. really and he, fucking good, and and that's what Mike I was Perry, looking yeah. for. He's Mike just, Perry definitely had him in the grappling, which is like, yeah. I mean, he figured that out early, but that goes to show you how well-rounded Daniel Rodriguez is that he was able to kind of, you know, escape some of the situations because, I mean, even like his, um, his UFC debut, he got a. A standing guillotine over Tim Means. It was fucking nasty as hell. Yeah. So I knew I knew my man had some some ground game. It just was like like they said, dude. Mike Perry's like underratedly strong, like just a brute. I remember he, um, I, one of his best performances, um, he fought Alex Cowboy Oliveira, mm-hmm. Brazilian cowboy, and at one point, like I don't know if you remember this, he picked him up, slammed him, and then like fell out of frame. Like his momentum, like made him oh, fall yeah, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, where'd he go? He like went out of camera. <laughs> it it was hilarious, but the 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 fight was incredible. And, and you know, not that I'm trying to like give Mike Perry credit for anything, and it just, this should be about how dominant D Rod was, but. Um, it, it, it takes two to make a fight like that. And, you know, if it weren't for Mike Perry's toughness, you know, it would have ended in like devastating fashion early, probably because yeah. he was getting, he was getting lit up. So right. yeah, you're right. So yeah, you're right. Great it, fight. It, it really gave a chance for Danny Rodriguez to show, like you said, his well-roundedness and Mike Perry to show his toughness. So good fight for both of those guys overall. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, dang, on to the next fight. Yo, bro. Hey, so hey. I, was, I was about to be very disrespectful and say to, to <laughs> something very disrespectful, but um, hey, Mackenzie Dern, though, come on, man, what up with that armbar? I mean, it seemed like it seemed like Nina is tapped. It seemed like Nina tapped. It felt like, I guess I'm remembering the events wrong, but it felt like she tapped like even before she was able to pull the arm. She was just like, oh, it's, I'm losing my grip. It's already done. Like, but um. But man, Mackenzie Dern did that did that groundwork on her, and she was swinging hard too. Um, a little bit yeah. unorthodox, a little kind of weird, but still just just coming at it, and then like just really really worked that ground game. And you know, it, it, this fight made me so mad too because um, first off, when whenever like Mackenzie is an elite grappler, yeah, and she's a good fighter, and whenever people like whenever she fights. It's always like 
people are posting fucking pictures of her on the beach in a bikini saying yeah. future champion and like oh look at that ass and the only time the only one that ever makes me laugh is fucking yugi yugi posted a charlemagne the god video <laughs> it's like me after dern fights and it was charlemagne charlemagne the god was like sniffing the chair where someone just sat and he was just like just rubbing his face in the chair and, and they're like what he goes sniffed it oh god and it was like yeah it was like me after mckenzie dirt fights but but seriously like everyone like kept like they 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 all pretend like they're like you know hyping it up and like actually care about women's mma and they're just like yeah here's a picture of her tits and ass this is a future <laughs> champion which yeah the fact yeah, that what matters what matters to me is that props but yeah, yeah no it's exactly. like, no, she's great She's great. I mean, I know everyone was posting And they on get the... so filthy, too. Like, because yeah. fucking Joey Diaz was like, say, I think he, he called her fucking, what did he say? Something about a truffle? Or like, I would eat a truffle out of her asshole or something like that. Yeah. Like, people just get, it's almost like they, they try and be like, who can be more, the more creative about it and fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little, is a little bit, it is a little bit much, especially when like, look, if you're going to, if you're going to objectify someone <laughs> and then, then then be like, future champ that's that's a like a little yeah, bit yeah. on the like it is okay well that's that's kind of strange and then also just like don't objectify people that's right exactly a good idea not not to say that you you know not say all guys don't do it in their head or whatever but just like i don't know when she's fighting don't be like woo i can't wait to suck the fart out of her butt like huh uh, yeah, exactly and, and and the other thing that made me mad about this fight too is because i obviously i picked nina and Could you imagine if i said that if i said that about robert whitaker next week can't wait to suck the fart out of his butt. Can I do something? Uh, can't what? wait to suck. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, like I said, it's just, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, I've never seen that. I mean, I've yeah. seen, like, have my babies or stuff like that. But I've never yeah. seen anything on that grotesque level. So, anyways, great job, Mackenzie Dern. Sorry, Nina. This is the disrespectful yeah. thing I was going to say earlier. was like, shouldn't change your last name. Uh, it's like there's a curse <laughs> right dude and 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 the, and the thing about it was too like dern ha- is just like wild and she just throws these wild like looping punches to get to the clinch and do her thing and nina is good in the clinch and she trains with amanda obviously and she is a better striker and even like when she was able to like evade some of those things she was she was catching her too she was lighting her up a little bit but it wasn't enough to like stop the pressure. Yeah, no. And, and she just like took her down. And a lot of people was like, "Oh, well, if if Mackenzie can can get to the clinch, like that's over." And I just didn't want that to be true. Like I'm just, I'm mad that I was so wrong. Right. I'm just all I'm just so mad about this fight. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it was it is what it is. And let's see. I don't know if we could possibly be an expert term, but she's. We have some questions about it in the forum. Okay. We don't have a lot of questions about it because we don't have a lot of questions. Listen, guys. Um, people hey, forgot about us. Listen, it was one of those weeks. Honestly, guys, this may be a shorter episode. I'm having a day. Juice had a day yesterday. Listen, yeah. guys, we just want you guys to know mental health is very, very important. I know this sounds yes. like a weird PSA, but really check in with people. Make sure they're doing yeah. okay. And I cannot tell you how much uh, an extended like, hey, hope everything's good. 
um, can help. It really, it really does help. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I just want everyone to know that we're, we're doing this because we get to catch up with each other and it's also a great mental health check for both of yeah. us. Um, and anyone out there that wants to, you know, check in with us, if you consider us good friends or anything like that, please let us know because we are yeah. ready and willing to we are here. have a helping hand. Anyway, um, on to this next part that's actually really a lot nicer depressing. than I am. On to the next part that's really depressing because I like both these guys. You like Sam Alvey, bro? Yeah. Is he problematic? Surrounding extremist. That extreme? Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, not really, but I think I, I thought I told you maybe it was off camera, but um, the, we're in that Pick'em League. I mean, he uh-huh. put this he put this on Twitter. It wasn't like in a private thing or whatever, but he was like, he's winning, which is so annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's winning, and uh, one week when they posted the score, he was like, "Hey, if you guys want to do better on your picks, follow me on Parlor." <laughs> and then he smiled for some reason, even though it was only in a tweet. He was just like, "Follow yeah, just me very on happy. Parlor." I got. It. Did you see this fucking video he made? I'm just gonna clown him. First of all, I had a I had a banger of a tweet because I don't know if you remember from the January sixth insurrection when fucking crazy people stormed the yeah, Capitol. The, yeah, I do remember that. There's that dude carrying the podium. Yeah, <laughs> just like just Sam like Alvin, fucking smiley ginger guy. I posted that picture, which, by the way, I was worried that, that was going to give me on a fucking a few watch lists because I literally just Googled insurrection That's to right. find that picture. I just got off Google Images and I just put the picture of that guy and I said, Julian Marquez, don't fuck this up. Wow. Let's get some justice. That's so great. Uh, well, look, uh, I just, I just, it was well, a also, filthy choke. Was a, too. But also at the same time, good fight before that. Those guys were yeah. trading hard. They, were. they um, were. That was a fucking awesome ass fight. I was very excited about it. Um, I didn't, you know, either of those guys, you know, I thought could have, you know, won. But yeah, that 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 end of that choke was. It, it was like, um, cause like, yeah, it was. Uh, Marquez was kind of standing right. Like it wasn't. He wasn't even on the ground. He was like kind of like pulling his neck like from Sam being kneeled on the ground. So that was. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah, because he was saying he couldn't get his hooks in, so he was like, let me just squeeze as hard as I fucking Squeeze and pull just, up, and I was like, oh, Let me God. just put my face right next to his and just... Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um, and but uh, he, shout uh, out to James Krause, the best corner in the game right now. Again. My buddy T. Cross hates his cornering advice, and he gets so mad about it because it works. Yeah, I would too. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I get it, like... I don't know. It's kind of one of those things like the technical aspects of it are usually worked on in the gym and, and I get right. it, you know, but I don't know. I mean, you know, who's also doing good. Gabib. Gabib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well also he, why did you sound like the, the bears guys? Oh yeah. Also, Gabib. Uh, also, also Chael Sonnen's. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> That's what you're doing. I, I literally thought you were doing the da bears things. I was doing the bears. bears things, and then when I yeah, heard babe. it, I was like, "It sounds like chill sounds kaboom." Um, no, I feel like with James Krause, they only televise that last round sometimes, or they only show the last part when it's a crazy fight, and he's like, "I need you to win this, whatever." But before then, he's given some like solid advice, and we've seen flashes of it. My favorite one. Uh, and this is also like when I first learned of James Krause as a as a coach as a corner, so like a lead corner. 
Um, he was cornering Tim Elliott against Demetrius Johnson after he won the Ultimate Fighter, and he got a shot against Mighty Mouse, and there was a massive title fight. And uh, every time Mighty Mouse would take him down, um, Tim would grab a guillotine, which uh, Mighty Mouse is obviously really good at defending, so it just further helped him like secure the position. And in between rounds, James Cross goes, I appreciate the guillotine, but you're letting him take you down. <laughs> you're letting him take you down. Wow. <laughs> it's that was my favorite thing he's ever said. Um, he's, he's doing great cornering. I mean, he's just really slapping his guys on the back yeah. and telling them to get out there and win. Yeah. Doing it. And, and then they win. Um, yeah. Enough about James Cross's dick. Um, let's talk about Armel. Arnold versus Sadiq Yusuf. I mean, man, great. I mean, good all around everything. I mean, the striking was yeah. good. The, the grappling changes were good. Like, they were landing clean hits. It is really – I'm not going to say that the um, – I mean, I'm surprised the way the judging went because the way the judging was throughout this last couple of – I mean, the prelims, the judging was weird because we had two split decisions and, like – oh, wait, no, was that the, was that the main card? They had the split decision? Um, no. No, that's right. I don't yeah, think no, so. um, yeah, it was in the prelims that they had a bunch of splits. So I was like, oh no, not at this. But but obviously Arnold Allen was just he just he just got the edge on it. He just kind of pushed it back and and really, really but like I said, the, both of them were landing good shots deep into the third. I was very surprised. Yeah. And um a lot of people on MMA Twitter are really high in Sadiq Yusuf, and I think he's great. But I've been big on Arnold Allen for a while. Um, he already was like only one of like um, four people, I think, four four fighters to go six and zero at featherweight. He was like the fourth one. It was like Jose Aldo, who was a champion undefeated for a while, came from the WEC. It was just like those title fights that he won. Conor McGregor, and then the other one was uh, Yair Rodriguez. Who went six and zero, and so now he's I think seven and zero or possibly eight and zero at this point. I'm not sure. Um, he's got the longest active winning streak at featherweight, or no, yeah, at featherweight. I think I don't know about the UFC. I think it's just a featherweight. The kid is he's fucking amazing, and so I I I knew it would be close like that, but I just I I had him edging it out, and that's kind of what what happened. Yeah, so what I happened? Was, yeah. At least I was fucking right about one of these fights. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I'm going to break the fourth wall. Um, I didn't watch the main. Um, Juice told me it was kind of a stinker of a fight. Um, so he's did like, you yeah, watch the first at round. Least, yeah, but did you watch the first round? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, um, for time's sake, because it was weird. Like, I ended up not having time to watch the prelims. Leo ended up having not time to watch the main card. But he was able to, like, you know, catch up and, and rewatch it. But I was like, you know, the main event, at least if you just watched the first round, you saw the whole fight. And that, tell me I'm wrong. Anyone that watched it, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, things are going to happen. Like, at one point, I think it was in between the second and the third, um, Kevin Holland's eye was swollen shut. And it was so funny, too. Like, the doctor was checking it out, and the ref was asking him about it. He played so dumb. It, they were, like, asking, can you see out of it? He was like, what? <laughs> it was so funny dude and everyone on the timeline was like yeah that's a real fighter like because i mean 
I mean, I guess whenever a fighter is honest about whether or not they can see out of their eye or whatever, when it comes to a foul or, or just like taking damage, the MMA Twitter will like fucking come Oh, this pussy I knew out. You know what the doctor's going to do. If you say, yeah, you can't see you're looking for a way out. And like, they're fucking sitting in their fucking boxers. It's a good impression. Yeah. They're like sitting in their boxers with the flap open and just like, Little little peen poking at the top. Just it doesn't say, but also like I wish looking you could... for a way out. This is probably the best impression you've ever done. But also like the, yeah. the shoulders of like Jim Flannery's little peepee out. It's just being a little weird troll peep here is so funny to me. I wish I you guys the, could see me. I got the Merlin Pratzels balanced on my <laughs> on my small penis and I'm just ready to fucking watch this fucking pussy. Uh, Click look for any way out. Any way out. Real fighters will keep calling even if they have their eye coming out of the fuck. Is, oh, is, is he joking? <laughs> <laughs> is he joking? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's choking on the pretzels. Choking uh, on his own fucking trollness. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate Kevin Holland wanting to get back in there after taking a massive L against Brunson. Yeah. But you don't need to play dumb. They were well, like, this, hey, man, you can know, you see out of your eye? He's like, what, so, well, someone, what are you asking? <laughs> someone um, someone um, posted like uh, another uh, Kevin, another Kevin Holland main car, uh, main event. And it was like Ben Affleck, like next to like smoking a cigarette, like looking pissed. And I was like, yeah, Kevin Holland, great. Yeah, maybe he should be like on early, like in three round fights, because it seems like everyone that t- took away from this that I mean, that's great that he's tough and whatnot, but he's losing. Like, it's just like he's not getting knocked out. So it's just a right. longer fight that, that people are just like, okay. And it's not really like, it's not really wars. They're not the, the biggest wars they could be. They're just kind of just two, two fighters being slightly technical, I guess, because that's the first thing I'm talking about. I mean, I mean you know, he wants the rematch against uh, Izzy, and it's like, 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 yes. Yeah, no, he doesn't deserve a rematch. <laughs> I'll tell you who deserves a rematch. The winner, well, not even the winner, because if Kelvin wins, it's not even. I feel like it's not even a good uh, idea. Although, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, that that one was a pretty good, but yeah, it's not a good idea. Okay, dude. Here's the thing, and I thought a lot about this. So right. that first fight between. Kelvin and Izzy was amazing. It fight of the year that year. And, you know, Kelvin fought his ass off, took Izzy to the brink. Things would be different if he kept winning. But he did not. This motherfucker lost a boring ass split decision to Darren Till. He didn't get submitted by Jack Hermanson in the first round. Mm. He just now got back to his winning ways and beat Ian Heinish. Like, okay, dude, you beat Ian Heinish. That's fine. And 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 there's there's a couple things at play here. Like so if 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 Rob beats Kelvin, he's uh Obviously, to me, like there's no doubt in my mind, it's Rob. It has to be Rob. We have to see that mm-hmm. fight again. 
Rob is it. And I hate when there's not a title shot on the line for both guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of feel bad saying that, but um, for, to me, Rob, Rob just has to win, even if it's like a boring decision, whatever, <clears throat> which it's not going to be, but I'm just saying like, if it's just, if it's a close fight, close decision, then he's still in my mind, the winner. If it's the other way around, if it's like a close decision and Kelvin wins, I'm not so sold on Kelvin saying, however, if Kelvin somehow blows Rob out of the water, mm. that like like that to me is is impressive. And obviously, I'm not uh, assuming that's going to that. happen. Yeah. yeah, no, um, that would be that would be horrible. Um, I'm 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 like rediscovering my fandom for Rob lately. It's been so great. Um, yeah, been he's, like, yeah, he's, dude. he's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it was a good fight card uh you know like i said the three fights uh, right before the main event were just banger fights so overall i think um it's a pretty good night of fights so should we uh move on to the farm yes i think that's exactly what we need to do all right Um, let's do it he's pulling up some questions I'm pulling up some questions. Uh, <laughs> start with some audio questions. So I can't stop thinking about that fucking fat troll. I'm pissing piece of shit, guy. I'm pissing shit. Did sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the late night late night edition of this podcast is so good <laughs> yeah it, it's uh, just uh, anyway well i'm happy that we don't know any of those people in real life yes uh okay <laughs> this, this first question is from our man kairos I was actually just listening to the latest uh, Shots Fired podcast before we started re-recording this, um, and my man was killing it on there, so so shout out to Kairos. Here is his question. What's up, Juice? What's up, Leo? Long-time listener, first-time caller, especially since the rebranding. Congratulations, by the way. But anyway, the Ultimate Fire just got announced with Brian Ortega and uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, and a lot of people are saying that the season is going to be a flop before it even gets started because they're just like, there's no animosity between the two of them, so there's nothing that they can really sell. Me, personally, I think as long as the fight's delivered, the average fan will enjoy it. But I could be mistaken, and I could just be like... I don't know. I, I just love the ultimate fire, so I could be biased. So what are both of your opinions on the subject? Thank you so much, fellas. Have a great day. Oh Hold God. up, dude. Hold the fuck up. I'm sitting here looking at Leo on the Zoom. Leo does not <laughs> listen to these questions beforehand. He has uh, the ability to, but he likes to be <clears throat> he likes to be surprised. Yep. Leo's in a, a, like a swivelly office chair. <laughs> and he's sitting there, got his drink on, and he, for some reason, when I see, when I hit play on the question, he turned to the side, and then as soon as he hears "Tough to Sky," that's a Brian Dick and Volkanovski. This motherfucker spins around, <laughs> drinking hand, looking at me. Uh, Leo, what? 
your thoughts on this question? What are you talking, dude? The animosity. Who cares, man? They're too people are like they're boring. It's like those guys. Both those guys were not boring. Uh, if anyone's more boring than the other one, I would say maybe Brian's slightly more boring than than Volkanovski yeah. would be. But other than that, no, man. Th- those guys are are both heart like fighters. They they love fighting. They you know what I mean. Like they're gonna have a lot to bring to the table. I don't care about the animosity that's gonna be between them or not. I'm more interested to see the people they bring into the house, to be honest with you. Like, right. let's see a new crop. Cause, cause you know, how long has tough been off the air at this point? Uh, a few seasons. So actually it's funny. Kelvin and Rob <clears throat> were the last season. Yeah. They were supposed to fight and they did a whole season with them with female featherweights and male heavyweights. Juan Espino was uh, the winner of the male heavyweights. He's fighting. I think this weekend, if not this mm-hmm. weekend, it's um, coming up soon. So yeah, that's so that's crazy. I just realized. That. Um, um, yeah, so that's. I'm just interested to see what the house is going to look like. Um, I'm not worried about Brian or yeah. uh, they don't have to sell me on that. Everyone loves the tough concept, so yeah. I'm just interested to see what craziness happens this season for for everyone. Um, yeah, dude, but I people, love the two fighters at yeah. the top. So. Same. The people that are complaining are, are people that don't really watch The Ultimate Fighter or haven't in a while, and they were looking for like some big names to bring them in. Like, oh, fucking like, there, there, there were talks as recently as like a year ago that maybe like before Habib retired that maybe Habib would be coach, like him and Gaethje or him and mm-hmm. Connor doing like some something on The Ultimate Fighter. Like people are just like. Just because those things get thrown on doesn't mean it was ever actually on the table. And I don't know. I just feel like that's maybe where some of the outliers are from. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Fighter was a big part of like helping me get into MMA, like just knowing the fighter's backstory. And yeah, it got stale <laughs> after a fucking while. And it's actually like, I literally, I didn't, I didn't watch them chronologically. But the first one was one of the first one ones I watched. I was like, okay, I got to go back. Season one, I got to go back to where this started. And like, it obviously was like in that early 2000s, mid 2000s, like road rules uh, challenge, yep. um, the fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, area of like MTV reality shows. And they did like challenges and games and, and competitions like that. that had absolutely nothing to do with fighting. And if they always did that, that would be fucking weird. <clears throat> but honestly, I didn't mind it. And um, they eventually got away from it. I think they only did two seasons like that because I think in the second um, season, they had a scenario where because of the like format, um, someone got it to like the finals and hadn't fought anybody yet, which was, which was weird um, because of the whole, like playing the the thing with the games. And um, I don't know, like ever since like Bisping one season three, that was such an amazing season with Ken and Tito. And it doesn't always have to like, it should be about the fighters too. Like that's what you said. Like I'm more excited to see what, what, uh, what fighters they do. Cause um it's it's all that's the main thing and it's been like like the season that they had for um demetrius johnson where they we brought in all the different flyweight champions from around the world that was fucking really interesting 
Um, the redemption season was fucking awesome. James Krause got in there with his big hog. <laughs> um, I was actually just talking to someone today, and they were like, "You guys talk about hogs all the time." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I personally like Ortega and Volk. Not the most exciting, but but if you have watched any of the stuff that like um, Volkanovski has put on YouTube, he's a super interesting guy, and he has personality. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. <clears throat> Plus, oh, yeah. maybe fucking uh, Brian Ortega will bring in like Henry Gracie as part of his team, and he's yeah. super interesting. So, yeah, fucking a. All right, on to the next question. Yeah, thank you for thank that you, one. Ky- thank you, Kairos. Everyone, shout out Kairos. Uh, my man just um, uh, I think his basement got flooded and it ruined all his equipment or something. This, horrible horrible thing happened to him and just um my heart goes out to you bro i hope that you're able to recoup some of that and um let me know if you want to do something with that like a gofundme you know i'll share it i'll donate all right this question is from rhino combat sports of rhino Hey, Juicy Fruit Baby and Leo, it's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. I am very much looking forward to next week's UFC Vegas card. The one I'm looking forward to the most is Drakkar Close versus Jeremy Little Heathen Stevens. I think this has all the ingredients to be a stand-up war. I think both guys are extremely tough. They're very stand-up heavy. I'm really looking forward to seeing this matchup. I want to kind of hear your thoughts, how you see this fight going, what are some of its potential outcomes, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Love you guys. Love the show. Have a good rest of the day. We'll talk to you later. Great question. Yeah. <sighs> Jakar Close is a Michigan guy, mm-hmm. and Rhino is from Michigan and uh, always likes to support the Michigan fighters. Let me tell you something. I fucking hate Jakar Close. I fucking hate that guy so much. I feel like he's so smug. We saw him in, I don't know if you remember this, when we, we Leo and I were at 213 International Fight Week in Vegas. You know, yep. He loves this in our International Fight Week. week. Yeah. I saw this motherfucker in the, uh, in the pavilion, just like recently <laughs> got signed in the UFC and was like kind of like walking around like his shit didn't stink. And I was like, you ain't shit. Uh, hate yep. him. Absolutely hate Drakkar Close. He's one of those fighters that like I never got behind. It doesn't matter. Like I could find out tomorrow that he donates a bunch of money to charity and like uh, helps old ladies cross the street and gives back to his community. No, fuck him. Absolutely fuck him. <laughs> Just like he made his debut. I think it was his debut. He fought. I want to say Devin Powell, and he just was like holding him against the cage. And they were talking about it in the commentary, and they happened to be like the thing that they were they were um, the part of the fence where they were like stopped in front of was right in front of the commentary booth. And he just looked down at DC and he was like, he don't know how to get out of this position. I was like, motherfucker, you got to be more excited than that, you stupid bitch. Anyway, fuck Jakar Close. <laughs> I probably cursing me out right now or just laughing or thinking I'm so stupid. Honestly, just, though, I'm so. I love it. Uh, irrational with my hate for him, and I don't care, dude. Irrational hate's the best. No, dude, get out of here with rational hate. 
seriously get out of here with rational hate i agree uh, and i love jeremy stevens sometimes he's like crazy whatever i was thinking about him too recently because <clears throat> oh my god you guys i have to shout out my girlfriend on the purchase all the time obviously we do it pretty much every episode but her work is just so incredible and she put out the best the best piece of all time that she's ever done and is this interview why well, I mean, she's done a lot so that's kind of like that feels weird that i should say like whatever recency bias obviously plays in the fact but she did this amazing <clears throat> interview with this fighter named diego garijo and it's probably garijo um he is a mexican-american seven and one and he like fought for belt for he had to basically retire from fighting because uh of a retina detachment, but he did wow. some bare knuckle. He did this course, and this is where it ties into Jeremy Stevens. He did this course that was like helping him get back on track, and he wanted to be an artist. And the course that I'm talking about is something that Eric Del Fierro did, who's the head coach of Alliance MMA, which, which Jeremy Stevens trained. Jeremy Stevens also did this course, and it's like wow. about leadership and unlocking your potential or whatever. And, um, this guy, uh, they they make you do like one creative thing that's outside of your goal to help you like get your juices going. And he was like, what if I did a drag show? He just said that. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're doing that. And he did it. And he had a lot of fun. And he the, the guy is a straight guy who performs drag. He just performs drag. Oh, cool. Use it as a way to like sell his art and, and express himself. And. The amount of fucking love and support I'm offering him just instantly based on this amazing interview. And he like talked about how he, he just like did a bunch of shrooms to like arrive at this conclusion of like returning to his art. I just was like, I fucking love this guy. And um, <clears throat> I want to shout out Fernando because that piece was so amazing. Um, yeah. I hope Jeremy Stevens smashes Dakar close. Fuck anyone that looks like Dakar close. Just kidding. I mean, beautiful, beautiful shout out into your your your, your fucking bias, into your just straight into your fucking bias. I agree. I I hope that um um listen, you're so passionate about Dracar that yeah, you're right. And I think Jeremy Stevens, you know, uh, he deserves a win after he had that loss against Connor about trying like, well, your mom knows who I am, bro. Talk about dropping the bag. My man was the butt of every single <laughs> MMA joke for years with the who the fuck is that guy? <clears throat> he had that photo the whole time. Billy <laughs> took a photo of Connor's mom. He posted a year later saying, your mom knows who the fuck. Bro, what are you, stupid? Um, right now, that's like a legit good question. Like, what are some possible outcomes? Like, break down, like, look, here's the possible outcome. Dracar Noir is going to pressure him, is going to try and hold him against the fence. And Jeremy Stevens is going to come with that Iowa swanging and banging mixed with some uh, technical from Eric Del Fierro. And he's going to knock Dracar. Dude, I'm predicting a finish. I don't give a fuck. Jeremy Stevens is kill or be killed. And he's going to knock Dracar close the fuck out. I love How it. about that? How about that? Uh, you guys go check out Rhino's uh, podcast. He did an interview with Mike Morgan, who is the also co-host of Shots Fired. 
I referenced earlier. Um, and um, that was a great interview. So our next. next one is from the homie Decrons. Hey, hey, what's up, Juice and Leo? Um, I'm nursing a legend of a hangover. <laughs> I, I can't wait to listen to the show later while I'm laying on the couch. I fucking feel like Mike Perry's nose. I should have known better. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on, uh, I guess, the the Venom gear, most of all. I'd like to see fighters make their own own decisions have absolute free reign on it get creative and get local sponsors what have you maybe make more money uh i hope you guys have a good day take it easy brothers love this question love decrons um what do you think leo what about the venom deal how do how does it look first of all um well from what it sounds like, it, it looks incredibly similar to the Reebok deal, which is very un- unfortunate. Because, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, for the longest time, the NBA didn't have um, advertisements and stuff like that. And now they're just getting it. And now, like, the UFC kind of looks like they're going in a backwards order because now all the NBA teams have the singular logo on their left-hand um the strap of their shirt yeah on their pack um every team has it now and like i think boston celtics are ge and um la la los angeles lakers are our wish and they just have like one small thing which is obviously a big company um which i don't know i think it it generates like 13 or 14 million dollars extra to each of them you know um a year so i think that with the venom gear there's got to be some sort of way to like contract these people in to to get them to get some sort of sponsorships on their shorts that they can have like, like a specific spot for it. Um, but I like the Venom gear. It looks fine, but it, it doesn't look that much different than the Reebok stuff. So especially like specifically like the writing on the pants, like it's not like cool writing. It looks the strip and the name looks exactly like the Reebok strip and name. So yeah. Yeah. There's not too much difference. Same stink, different <clears throat> toilet. Same flavor, different label. It looks a little better, like you said, but for the most part, pretty similar, right? Yeah. And and this, I hate this so much because it's it's packaged as a, in a way that's like pro fighter, and it's not. Yeah, it is absolutely <clears throat> not. Because first of all, they don't have the ability to get sponsors. The money that they're getting from Venom is peanuts. And it's not Venom's fault, by the way. That money is given to the UFC and then it's just dispersed yep. from the UFC to them, not uh on I mean on, on behalf of Venom or whatever it comes from Venom, but it's not whatever. And they use it as a way to be in more control. Like it's uh it's part of their like fight week incentive or whatever. And if they don't do a certain amount of media or whatever they they can't get the the money, which is so fucking asinine. Like no sponsor should require you to 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 do that kind of thing. It should be given like 
it's so dumb and and they're getting this there's millions and millions of dollars as a matter of fact over the course of whatever i, might, I thought it was a billion dollar deal for some reason but i could be uh, just pulling that out of my ass but mi- millions of dollars and the fighters are barely getting that they announced like the change from i think i we talked about this before they announced the um change in pay bump and the biggest <coughs> bump is for champions and it's two thousand dollars that's a fucking slap in the dick so yeah. this venom deal oh it's and they did this rollout online with like uh aljamain sterling and Kay hansen mm-hmm. and brian ortega and brian ortega yeah and the they were modeling i didn't even realize this they were modeling what's available for like customers to purchase fans to purchase and so it's different than in the cage the the stuff that we saw in the cage was way better than the online rollout um but no it, it's weak as fuck dude it's weak as fuck <clears throat> and it's so not even beyond the fact that they don't get um a portion of the revenue right beyond mm-hmm. the fact that they're getting like dicked on the, on the sponsorship money it just looks like the everyone looks the same it's just like yeah. you pick your color and it's so not what fight sports are about it's not about the individuality it doesn't show their personality it, it is so blase i, I can't yeah, even absolutely it's fucking remember we used to work with that guy who was uh who, uh this he was like this person is blase <laughs> is the most blase it's like an embodiment of that dude Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Decron. Decron actually has another one where he's not hungover. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> hey, juicy, 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 and Leo, my brothers, how you doing? I'm feeling a little better than last time. Hair of the dog that bit me tomorrow. I'm probably gonna feel like Cyborg's forehead. Um. <laughs> I really just wanted to hear your thoughts on uh, Jimmy the Brick Flick uh, retiring and what he said about like the 401k, the, you know, the, the lack of support and benefits. He's a fighter that I wanted to see a whole bunch more. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. I hope you guys have an awesome day and for Christ's sake, put out this podcast. Love you, brothers. Take care. Bye. First of all, when he said, I might feel like Cyborg's forehead, we have to talk about that because initially I thought he was talking about Chris Cyborg. And I was like, Mm -hmm. the audacity to just talk about her forehead. He means when MVP flying need that fucking mid the male Cyborg, her her Mm -hmm. ex-husband, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Disrespectful. Um, my thoughts on Jimmy Flick. Um, by the way, you're um, frantically googling and, and looking at your phone. I don't think you know what he's talking about, right? Good job. I'm looking yeah. it up. So I actually listened to part of this interview when I was at the Apple Store yesterday. By the way, so many white guys with glasses, and <laughs> and not just from most of the employees, but some of the fucking uh, patrons as well. Obviously, myself included. I was just like, wow. Uh, but anyway (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing so hard at this 
it he, so he he just got signed to the UFC. He might have had one, maybe two fights in the UFC. Retired, and he announced his retirement on, on, on like a regional promotion, the one that he captured the belt for before signing to the UFC. Mm-hmm. And it was this big thing, and and now he said it was like motivated by like he had like a hell of a week, and maybe some stuff happened to him, and um, I wish I had gotten a chance to, to listen to the whole interview and know that whole story because uh, it sounds like maybe something happened because his whole reason that he cited it was like, like we don't get a 401k for this, this isn't whatever. So maybe he has to, uh, you know, provide more for his family and he got an opportunity to make more. I don't know. I mean, the starting pay in the UFC is shit. You know, and, and so like like I saw like in the response to the interview, like Tim Elliott was like, fuck him. He took up a spot in the roster. What a waste that people would cry, would cry for this opportunity or whatever. And I was like, damn, like that's how how you really feel about it. And on, on the surface, I, I think things like that should be met with compassion. Like we shouldn't be as fans like saying this shit that Tim Elliott is saying. Uh, like I get why he has that stance. But at, at the same time, uh, that's not it, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, like, and, and the whole idea of like fight sports is like get in, get rich, get out. Very simple get in, get rich, get out. And that's he kind of didn't get his opportunity to do that. He just he skipped step two, he got in and got out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of don't even know, like, it won't be as impactful. I'd like. Like the gentleman that, that shared it, bless his heart, is Mike Heck. And he was like, this is like the most, I mean, the most important interview I've ever done. And then things like that. And, or maybe it was just like saying the most powerful one. I don't think it'll be met with the kind of like, you know, fanfare or whatever that it should be. Because I feel like if someone who had been grinding in the UFC for a while made this statement, that would be such an indictment on fighter pay. This guy just got to the biggest stage and didn't even get to like position himself to the kind of like multi thousand dollar earning potential that some of these fighters have. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a the fighter pay is, is shit. Um, but you can leverage that opportunity and, you know, you can, you can make at least some nice chunk of change if you manage your money correctly. Right. So I, I, I don't I don't know. It it's I'm I'm feel I feel mixed about it and I don't know I don't know how to feel. Yeah, well that's fair. I mean I don't even know how to feel because I don't even know what the fuck anyone's talking about. <laughs> so nothing to add then I guess. I mean, yeah, good job. I mean, you know, sometimes people you kind of lose your passion for things and, and it kind of goes out the window and he said he had to provide for his family and if that's the reason why he left and wasn't willing to put in the time to, to build his resume up or, or to, to build, you know, fight bonuses and stuff like that, then, then good on him. Like you got to follow what you got to do. You know, it's just one of those things. One of those things, Leo. Mm -hmm. All right. So thank you. Dequan for that question. Everyone go give him a follow. Um, It's one of the, my favorite profile picks in the game. We have a few questions from my um, from my homies at the uh, PRG. It's a little group chat we have. Um, 
the first one is from my girl Shay, Shay Daisy. She says, for all podcasts, is Dern worthy of JJ? Meaning Yoana Yon J Check. Do we do we how do we feel about Mackenzie Dern versus Yoana Yon J Check? Yeah, I think I think that that she's definitely I think yeah, I think they could definitely scrap. Um and I would love to see the grappling exchange between the two of them. Um that'd be that'd be great. even quicker than Nina versus Yoana. I mean Nina versus Dern. Hmm. I mean, getting there might be might be harder, but once you once she gets there, the actual grappling exchange, I feel like <clears throat> like Nina's actually like I said, I think Nina's a purple belt and Joanna's probably not even a blue belt. I could maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. Um the striking battle would be, you know, because the whole wild shots that she did to get to the clinch. I feel like Nina was was kind of landing some good shots on the break and and angling a little bit. JJ's going to do that times ten. That's a good and point. That's going to be something that's uh, interesting to me. Plus, also, like when when um, when Joanna fought Valentina, uh, Valentina was winning the clinch battle like so hard against her, and she would get like body lock takedowns on her. Which she did, by the way, in their one of their Muay Thai fights I watched on YouTube once. Um, just did just did it a ton of times. She loves that body lock takedown. Right. And um, if if uh, Dern ties up with Joanna and gets that same takedown, it's fucking over. But it's but it's interesting. I mean, as far as like, to answer a question, I know where she's coming because she's a big uh, fan of Joanna. Is she worthy? Mm. No. And and. Yoana probably won't take that fight. Um, I see. Uh, like I, I, I honestly, I was a, more of a proponent of of Dern facing like Tatiana Suarez next, but I guess Tatiana's not ready. I was listening to Ariel earlier in the week, and um, she's still she's still injured, but mm-hmm. something like that is what I would have been more leaning toward. Um, yeah, I, it's. It's one of those things where Dern, I think, like they are gonna fast track her, but she still has a lot to grow. And if they give her a title shot too soon, it could uh, it could ruin her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Her shine, yeah. Uh, so I got another question <clears throat> from Steffi Haynes. Um, my girl Steffi is uh, on the Bloody Elbow staff. I love her. She does a, she like edits all their podcasts and stuff. She has her Crookies Corner, Level Change, Mookie Crookie. She's amazing. It's Crooklyn MMA. And she says, do you send Perry to bare knuckle? Assuming like, let's say Mike Perry gets cut from the UFC. Do we send him to bare knuckle? Damn. Uh, you know, honestly, man, all I can, all I can think about is his nose and it, uh, it just, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't even. I don't like the idea of him in bare knuckle with that nose. Can I tell you something? I do. Mm. I did. I think he was made for that. I think he was made for that. Uh, that would just be, honestly, I. I don't think. Listen, um, that kind of, you know, organization might be the worst for him because they would maybe enable some of his shitty behavior, but if he's mm-hmm. going to be a fighter, um, 
you know, I think, I think that's it. Although Fair enough. he has shown himself to be like a competent grappler. You know, he got, he took D-Rod down. Uh, I think I said earlier, like he, he's had a lot of nice takedowns in his UFC career. And um, he submitted Ally Quinta in submission underground. So he can grapple. So it would be a shame to waste that. But it would just be a nice like speed bump on the road of like the Mike Perry legacy to see him just throwing knuckles. Mm. Fucking fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It. it yeah. He sh- yeah. He certainly shouldn't go to like Bellator or anything like that. So yeah, rare knuckles definitely the yeah, right. That, that's what answer. I was. I mean, the UFC might try and keep him. You know, honestly, but if not, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I got another one from the homie Dean Dog at Dean Dog Three. He says, "Hey Juice, if you haven't recorded yet, I have an open-ended one for you. No right or wrong answer. How do you define a tough fighter by how much damage they can take or deliver?" Uh, take. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's like short answer take, but long answer. It's not just about that, like. Because uh, anyone can give out damage, and I mean, um, obviously it's under you know certain circumstances and when what what have you. But when I think of toughness, I think of when people are tested. It's like how can you react uh, when you're getting the damage? And it's not just about how much they can take; it's how much they can take and keep coming. Yeah. Like, like how I- can you take and then also be still in it to like land your own finishing blow or? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, a good example of that is are people like, um, I mean, for me, Dan Hooker, like with the um, Edson Barbosa, like, I mean, like he kept going out. Now, granted, I understand that he fell at the eventually, but he was pretty tough through that whole entire fight. Like the fact that he was yeah. taking all that damage. Now, I know a lot of people would say, oh, that's like um, he's a bad fighter, but it definitely sh- showed his tough. I mean. Paul Felder against Dan yeah. Hooker as well. Oh like my God. that, like both of those guys, just they're both tough. Um, uh, Tony uh, with Gaethje. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, bro, like Gaethje put it on him from punched him post. in the face a bunch of times, and like, and just like we are a Tony like hating podcast, so. Right? No. What? We don't like Tony or Izzy, right? I hate you so much. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like t- Tony's definitely like a, that was an example of like, oh my god, just yeah. just crazy toughness, like crazy crazy toughness, because because Justin was really throwing haymakers and landing them, and Tony was still standing st- up, so. Uh, yeah it's definitely for me taking yeah absolutely but it's it's like i said it's it's specifically about for me like taking and being able to still give back yeah yeah yeah, and how you and how you react to it right uh you know so i thought that was a great question so shout out to dean Um, Mm -hmm. i do have another question from the homie phil the mma dude 
He said, hey, Juice. Hey, Leo. Loving the show so far. Thank you. My question is regarding Mackenzie Dern. She's improved leaps and bounds from when she debuted in the UFC. My question is simple. How far does Mackenzie go? Does she win a belt? Does she lose a title shot? Does she not even make it to a title fight? Love to hear both your thoughts. Thanks. Fucking A. I I think if she if she really works uh, well on her striking, like really well on her striking, I think I could see her with a belt potentially, but I don't know. There's, there's a lot of killers at the top of that. So I, I definitely see her fighting for the belt uh, probably next year. I think that's probably going to happen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the trajectory she's on, um, I do see her getting a title shot. Now, I don't see her winning a title shot de- no. as, depending on who um, is, at the top. The, is at the top. Because historically, th- like champions have been more like well-rounded. Um, at least, I, you know, I mean, that, that's hard. Like, actually, strawweight has kind of been like Rose has probably been the most well-rounded. Well, Rose and, and Zhang Weili, which is why this next uh, title fight makes it so interesting. But it's been uh, fucking Carla Sparza was the first champion. She's just a wrestler, or she was at the time. She's getting more well-rounded now, but she's a specialist in wrestling. Then it was Joanna, who's a Muay Thai specialist. Then Rose, that's like I said, this is the most complete. Then Andrade who I would say maybe is a little more well-rounded, but probably more of a grappler. Yeah. And then, and then Zhang Weili, who's probably the most well-rounded. So mm-hmm. now, now the way that title picture is, I don't see um, Dern, Dern getting, getting a, in there, a title shot. I just don't, I mean, I mean, winning a title shot. I'm sorry. I do yeah. see them giving it to her based on where the trajectory is going, but um, shout out to Phil Coast of the split decision podcast. You guys should go check out that show. I do have one from Jimmy the Drunk. I love this question. Uh, it's at Paroli Proud. This guy's been a supporter of the show for a long time, so big shout out to him. It says, if current UFC fighters were to unionize, which fighter do you think would make the best president or fighters union representative? Mm, that's a really good one. Um, I have one kind of out of left field. Who? Kevin Lee. Okay, that is very out of left field. Yeah. Where does Kevin Lee fit into all this? I tell you, president is the president of the uh, the representative. He he's just so I feel like he actually is so well spoken when he when he is passionate about something and when it comes to like being an advocate for fighter rights and, and that sort of thing. Sometimes when he's trying to like pick a beef or whatever, um, he is a little bit sort of like weird and not as put together. So maybe that's what people are thinking of if they object, but honestly hearing him talk about like, listen to G's interview with him. If, if you guys haven't listened to that um, fight week for UFC 244, my girl G from the Wocast interviewed him and just, he was so well-spoken and been passionate. Uh, Fernandez actually interviewed Kevin Lee a couple of times as well. Interviewed him in Brasilia right before COVID went down. So. Um, okay. That's a good one. I, 
Huh. I don't know. For me, like I, I, was actually, see... I was actually thinking Nina too, by the way. Um, because I'm oh, thinking yeah. basically um this would be like a UFC uh, union mm-hmm. and it um the best one is Leslie Smith, who's no longer in the UFC. Yeah, that's a good one. Um yeah, yeah, probably um I don't know, just because you know he's my favorite, but like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is just too nice for the job. Yeah. He just wouldn't get he'd just be like, come on, can't we just all play dodgeball? Right. <laughs> and plus, don't don't tell us wrong way. I know I know he's like your favorite. He doesn't seem the kind of me, the kind of fighter to me that like much advocates for like fighter rights. He'll be like, oh, the US has always been really nice to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, been really great. Kind of like a boo licker. He's always like, yeah. Oh yeah, Mister Mister Dana White's so nice. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the nicest person ever. They Let's let me have some... sponsors. They don't let y'all have sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I got fifty thousand dollars from Venom. Y'all y'all got five. Like you know. <laughs> Anyways, let's just play with these Venom dodgeballs. Let's go. <laughs> yeah um yeah he's yeah he's way too nice but i think kevin lee's a good choice and uh i think with uh no yeah yeah probably yeah probably just kevin lee for me huh interesting on to our next question that was a good question yeah you you have anything to add you just no agree with the kevin lee yeah i agree with kevin lee because unions are so specifically like I'm trying to think of like which fighter could do it well, and like Dom Dominic Cruz popped into my head for a little bit, but with the whole being on the commentary team and all that stuff, it just doesn't really add up. Plus, he's a little on the on the cuckoo side. Yeah, he's a little bit on the cuckoo side. Yeah. All right, on to our next. All right, so let's now. Um, I'm gonna go to the Twitter forum. It's so, dude. It's so funny. I made the tweet on Saturday night mm-hmm. or Saturday evening, right before the main event, because we were planning to record that night. Yeah. And, and anyone listen last week, we were planning to be in the same building. I was like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to watch the fights together and we're going to record right after this is going to be great. So I made this tweet. I said, Leo and I are recording at 9 PM. <laughs> Got a ton of people. Who like retweeted the tweet and I was like, oh, this is great. Zero questions. <laughs> and then and the next morning I started getting the same ones I normally get around the same time. I'm like, guys, you're supposed to have sent these last night. But anyway. Um, now we're here with a lot. And then now the, the the couple of times I tweeted about it, people were like, hey, where's the show? I'm like, hey, we had issues. And also no one sent in questions. Then people started sending them in, but they started sending them in uh, in those other tweets, and I had to link them into the Twitter right. form because I'm a fucking crazy person. All right, so this one is from my girl Pamela, um, wholesome MMA at Harry Northrotita. She said, "Did that set? Did they set up Nina Nunez? That felt like a hit job." <laughs> I'll let you take this one first. I mean, yeah, it felt kind of like it. I'm not going to lie, but no, she just, 
what do you get? McKenzie's just that good. I go. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it did feel like they were trying to build McKenzie off of Nina, and, and I say that as someone who like picked Nina, so now it seems like I'm just being like salty or whatever. But you know, I was thinking after the fight, I was thinking about how uh, Mackenzie's first first fight back from pregnancy, like she came back within like four months of giving birth, and everyone was like, "Wow!" Like some people were like, "That's amazing," and I was like, "That's too quick." And they gave her Amanda Hebas, and Amanda just fucking lit her up yeah and it was not cute and so this was kind of like a similar thing where i feel like nina she took plenty of time to recover and whatever but it's still like her first fight back from pregnancy and they gave her a surging mckenzie yeah like that was kind of fucking you know what i mean so i like where she's going with it um and it sucks too dude like even just like looking at this question realizing how like that was her first fight uh, with her new name, like taking on Amanda's name. Ah, oh, it, feel, it feels like a curse. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? well. <laughs> don't change your name when you get married. Just don't. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> or else, uh, or else fucking um, Mackenzie Dern will come and fucking rip your arm off. She will. Kay didn't change her name. Remember how my dad reacted to that at the wedding? That was hilarious. I don't remember that. I don't remember your dad reacting. We were at the we were at the rehearsal, and Kate had mentioned it. Like everyone usually assumes that people are just gonna take his name, the name. the modern world, and people don't do that as always yeah. as often anymore. Of course. And um, I don't know how somehow it came up. Maybe our uh, officiant was asking or whatever. She's like, "No, I'm keeping my name." And my dad goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, anyways, just watch out for Mackenzie Dern in the woods, okay? Yeah, just watch out for Mackenzie Dern in the woods. <laughs> uh, this next question is from Ben Kiley at the Jive Master. He says, Can Katzingano beat Chris Cyborg? And the short answer is no. No. But I'd like to see it. I was thinking about the fight. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> what, what else? <laughs> <laughs> have an exhibition fucking match. We got it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the other time whenever uh, we were talking about the a hot pass on Cyborg, and then you were like ass, and I was like, well, hole, and you were like, yeah, hole. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think we said this off camera. We did. No more hot pass questions. <laughs> That's... Uh, that's Cyrus's thing, and honestly, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> this is a this is a pegging podcast. Yeah, different stuff, guys. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Keep your hot passes. We'll take our pegs. Yeah, I'll take the pegs. <laughs> I was thinking about it too, and I was like, oh, "We'll was take the pegs." We'll take the. <laughs> You can get hot pass over there. I look like someone who doesn't like to get pregnant. This is going off the rails. <laughs> it is going very off the rails. This is a late night podcast. Um, yeah, I'll take, yeah, Chris Cyborg would 
Now, Prime King would make, this, uh, <laughs> would make this a competitive fight, but right now it just doesn't seem like that's no. even a thing. Um, and I was thinking about how when Cat and Cyborg were in the UFC, Cat <clears throat> was like one of the people that was like, "I'll fight her." Like she like rose her hand and was like, "There, they'll do it." And I think she was even trying to get like an Ultimate Fighter angle or something like that because, mm-hmm. like, she was supposed to. The season that Misha coached against Ronda, Cat was supposed to be the coach, and they switched it last minute. It was weird. Um, fucking Cat uh, Zingano like called her out, and then I don't know if it was because they, um, so she normally fought at one thirty-five in the UFC, and obviously Cyborg was one forty-five, and that's where she fights now because she gets signed with Bellator, and they don't have one thirty-five, and she. You know, fights their one third one forty fivers, but she was called out Cyborg, and then I don't know if they just weren't interested in making that fight. But shortly after, they announced the um, w- uh, women's one twenty five division was opening, and she was like, "I can make one twenty five. I'm like, "Bitch, you are not making this easy, yo." Like, don't say that you can call out Cyborg and being like, "Yeah, I'll fucking go," and then be like, "Oh, I actually, I'm interested in killing myself, <laughs> like killing my body." Dehydrating myself uh, to make 125. Can you imagine cat on the scale of 125? That looks, dude, mama, you are a 145 or don't try and dehydrate. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. Um, honestly, I would probably pick Cat Zingano just on GP, like not because I think she would win, but just because. What? Huh? Huh? I don't know. Cat has actually a really. Uh... <laughs> it's late, bro. Uh, she has a really good story. Okay, great. Happy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, all right. This next question is from Cyrus Khan at Cyrus King. He said, Who do you think is the superior organization? One championship or Bellator? Do you see PFL challenging these two anytime soon? Great question. And it's so interesting because I I feel like this <clears throat> fluctuates back and forth. Like for a while it was Bellator. And now that they just got this deal with Showtime, it feels like they're back to maybe hitting that number two spot or they're at least on their way. Yeah. Dude, for a while, honestly, one was taking them over. Like one puts out a great product. And it's so they don't try to be like the UFC. They don't try to do their own thing. Bellator has like some of the like freak show fights, whereas one, they just focus on like building their brand and promoting their fighters. Um, And uh, they have like obviously a different rule set and they do like kickboxing and Muay Thai. And it's just like martial arts on a big platform, which I love. I Mm -hmm. I really like one a lot. I wish it was on at a reasonable time. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, me it's, it's one. Uh, for me, it's 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 Bellator. I think I think honestly, just like the freak fights, uh, like make it and and um, you know, Bellator, like within the last couple of years, is still being done at large venues still, and you know, they're still like selling out that stuff. So like, mm, I think I think one. Ch- One has an opportunity to um, to be 
good soon. And I, I just don't think that we could see PFL doing better, but you know, Demetrius Johnson was a big draw for one. Uh, so like, it's one of those things that like, I don't know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I personally, I think that Bellator's still superior, um, but it'll just take some time Yeah, for one to get there. Mm, yeah. Mm, and and okay. PFL will be a while. Yeah. It, oh, absolutely. It will be a while. Which we have a question about that. I want to say my thoughts from PFL for that question, but um, thank you for your right. question, Cyrus. Go check out his podcast, Combat Corner. Um, this next question is from this guy just followed us today and he followed us cool. and he left the question on the forum. And I was like, I already love him. That's Great. it. I don't. So the, we've had exactly one interaction and it's been this question and it is a fucking banger of a question. Yeah. Um, it's Thomas <laughs> spelled with two S's and the at is T O M A H S U M. He says, how do you see Ferguson versus Dariush playing out? And what the fuck is going on with Gaethje? Poirier and Connor need to settle their shit. Ferguson has a dance partner and Chandler versus Oliveira is happening. So what the fuck? Already coming in hot with this banger question about basically the whole lightweight division. Yeah. That, that for the first part of this, uh, Ferguson, Dariush. Um, uh, Benny Dariush is going to do work. You think I say so? that as a as a Tony fan. So Ferguson, yeah. I think Tony Ferguson's best days are behind him, and they just keep giving him fucking killers, dude. Have you yeah. seen what Benil Darius did his last opponents, dude? Yeah. How he just yeah. dispatched of Carlos Diego Fajeda. He's gonna make mince meat out of Tony Ferguson, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes when you're on those like skids, they can they can get pretty dark and and even you know. Um, could be even said like yeah you don't come back from a beating yeah. like the Gaethje one so um speaking, speaking of, of Gaethje him, why haven't they tried to make Gaethje versus Felder oh, that's the fight dude one. yeah that's a good one that's the fight he's yeah. left without a, they're both left without a dance partner yeah that's the fucking fight good big dragon energy coming in with that Gaethje I love it that's a good idea um yes all I'm gonna say is Connor and and Dustin, something needs to be settled, or they're building they whatever's happening, they need to settle it. That's all yes, this I needs agree. to be settled. Um yeah. appar- apparently it's like real. Like Ariel was reaching out to like Connor's team for confirmation and Audi Atar, Connor's manager got involved, and it was like, no, we have every intention of paying. And I'm like, okay, something's up here. And like the whole the whole idea of like oh I want to see where that money goes I want to see an itemized list like that's not fucking how donating to charity works bro right. second of all Dustin said we've reached out to the team and that they've not responded so Connor then acting like oh the oh the fight is off now like you're such a fucking baby yeah. I, I I was fighting with uh with Connor McGregor stands today. He put out a tweet. He was like, I'm going to start a foundation of a new fight. Who should I fight? And I just responded. I, I wasn't even being clever. I wasn't being fucking cute. I just said, like, Poirier, you fuck. The guy who 
bounced your head off the canvas and it got like 600 likes people started chatting like the connor fans were like oh who knocked out who first i'm like yeah seven years ago you fucking idiot Those- like, who? oh yeah. my god oh seven years ago and connor mcgregor was the fastest honestly like if he if it's if the leg kicks would have been taken away what a want Oh, it was the rematch, and if you don't see that, you don't know anything about MMA. Cannot wait. Cannot Can't wait. wait to name this troll episode. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, all right. So, so shout out to that guy. Love the energy already. And this next question is from Brat. <laughs> Brat Meow. She says, how can the two of you call yourselves proud Americans and not support cop out McGree bags freedom to not keep his word and donate money to Dustin Poirier, AKA probably known commie. <laughs> Before she commented this, she said, I'm going to think of the most toxic question. Um, and she said, if, if you actually support him, then my question is instead that you saw that you sing the national freedom anthem, which by the way, the national freedom anthem is different from the national anthem and i don't know what the national freedom anthem is if it's not the national anthem i'm gonna fly on this gonna crash this truck gonna fly on an eagle gonna crash a truck's gonna rock flag an eagle oh wow i can't believe that's amazing um no, I definitely do not support cop out my green bags. No, <laughs> no, nobody does. Nobody should. It's pretty bad. Um, but you're right. Dustin Poirier is probably a cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, better dead than red. Yeah, as Rose would say. Red Dead Redemption. Oh, dude, I'm so sad about <laughs> Rose. <laughs> That's what Red Dead Redemption is about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's Rose Dominus? I'm gonna tweet, dude. I'm gonna tweet that right now. I love it. What is Rose Namayunas? This is live. Favorite. Is I love it. We're doing a live favorite video game. That's funny. Stupid, but funny. I love it. You should add, you should, you know what? Tag her. Just <laughs> be super petty. I need to figure yeah. out a way to get. Unblock me. Dude, I can't fucking believe that I asked. That you asked for a block and you're not blocked. Yugi, my boy Yugi, said he would lick her ovaries and is not blocked. It's it's the hate. Love. We're not I'm not giving her hate. I'm telling her she hate me. She's like, I'm not gonna hate you. My name is Megan. <laughs> Yugi literally said, I like your He said, ignore the trolls. There's guys like me who will die in your thighs. Guys like me who are willing to die in your thighs. I tagged the horny police. I was like, horny popo. <laughs> and he said, popo. and he responds, I've been dick yelp, bro. You think I give a fuck about the horny police? I would lick Megan's ovaries, bro. 
I wow. found that too. I, one day I was like, I wonder if I ever said anything bad about Megan. Let me search or at. I found that too. I was like, maybe she didn't like the fact that I tagged horny police. Maybe she thought I was calling her that or whatever. Maybe she got offended. And then I went back to the thread and I said, I think this is why I'm blocked. Yugi says, which is wild considering I'm not. She wants the ovary king. <laughs> ovary king. Called himself the ovary king. That's and it's not blocked. Oh. Uh, All right. <laughs> so, so shout out to Brad. Um, this next question is from the Filthy Casual. MMA Filthy. No, it's MMA Filthy Casual. I hate the Twitter now is like cutting off the handles. Um, yeah. She says, yo, question number one. What does Mike Perry need to do to get his shit together? Darren Till seems to think he just needs a real team surrounding him, but is redemption ever going to be in the cars for that guy? I don't know. He definitely does need a real team, but th- they were saying on the broadcast that he's with MMA Masters, the same team that Colby is now with. And then he was like, Shows up to every practice, you know. The guy yeah, is yeah. trying. Yeah, you know, just consistency. I think that's the biggest thing for him: consistency. Yeah, or or just like just let him go to. Yeah, that too. Just let that go. Um, that's good, but uh, yeah, it's it's the fact that he's trying and and the right team that he's going to work with is probably going to be what's going to be. Yeah. What if, dude, what if he goes up to TriStar? Mm-hmm. Mike okay. Perry at TriStar. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, training with all those great people that I know who are there. Love it. Love all the TriStar guys. Mandel Nalo. Yep, know him. Know exactly George St. Pierre. I uh, love GSP. Roy I put that together Donald. quickly. I hate you. All right. Um, she has a second question. She says, I've been waiting forever. Forever spelled with like four R's. Is the PFL hype train ever coming? Why the fuck not? <laughs> you know what I love about this? That she answers the question like we're like, no. And she's right? like, why? <laughs> That's yeah, I dude, honestly, like, so I, I have... <laughs> That I say, friends don't let friends watch the PFL because <laughs> I'm an asshole. But honestly, I try, I've tried to get into PFL so hard, and I, I like Kayla Harrison. Um, one of my favorite fleets that I ever made. I said only fans, but it's just me getting pegged by Kayla Harrison. <laughs> I had a few people respond to that saying, would subscribe. And I was like, oh, would you? Oh, would you? Would you? <laughs> Oh, um, oh, there we go. There we got it. We found we found Peggy Knuckles. Peggy Knuckles, Kayla Harrison. Huh? Yeah, dude. Peggy Harrison. Peggy Knuckles. Peggy Harrison. Ah. Um. Okay. But yeah, just doesn't um, have it. Just to me, they're missing like mixed martial arts. Is about the stories, and it's about 
I don't know, like why these people are fighting. And the answer of like chasing a million dollars to me just isn't it. I don't know. Plus, they don't allow elbows. I really like elbows. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah. 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 That's I like agree. the main thing to me. But I I think they also need more names. Mm-hmm. Um, like this next season is probably going to be more stacked. Like they got Verdum, <clears throat> Rory, you know, Olivier Aubin-Mercier, Pettis. Yeah. Um, so they got some great names. So we'll see. We'll see where they go. Yeah. Um, they they could honestly i'm not putting it to bed just yet for pfl filthy which i knew her name to be like so in summary pfl started out as a great concept and they're at least being unique um and they have a lot of potential it's just it's just getting there i think they need more names and they need to do more more events. They took the whole COVID year off. Yeah. They like sign people and then they're like, hey, actually, we're gonna not try and put on events during this time. Which I thought was actually like initially I kind of commended them. I was like, okay. But now it's like, okay, everyone's back now, bro. Like clock is ticking. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Get your get your superstars ready. Perfect. All right, we have one more question in the forum to end this thing off with. And it is from my homie Unmatched MMA Podcast. And he says, what was your reaction to Vittori calling for a rematch with Izzy in his post-fight interview? Oh, boy, man. First of all, I knew it was coming, right? This motherfucker has made losing to Izzy his whole personality. Hey, I was the guy that one judge said uh, I beat Izzy. Like, go home with that shit. (laughs) Sit the entire fuck down, Marvin Vittori. And what are you going to do? Of course you're going to call for a title shot. Everyone does that. Yeah. It's just so fucking unwarranted, in my opinion. What he needs to do is fight Brunson. Whenever they announce the real title fight, aka Izzy versus Rob Two, after my man Rob dusts Kelvin Gastelum, Kelvin Gastelum, uh, and they have Vittori Brunson uh, on the on the card, and that yeah. is the tr- that will be the true number one contenders fight. Oh, oh. International fight week. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, the comment card know. if that's still going on? So, yeah, I know July tenth. Yeah. July tenth. Uh, six days after my fucking... birthday. Seven days before your birthday. It's perfectly sandwiched in the middle, isn't it? Yes, it and crazy. if it's in Vegas, I guess you're coming here. I mean, yeah. What the hell? I'm on the East Coast right now, so yeah. you're going to LA and we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Um uh yeah, that's Ma- our Marvin show, Vittori. Guys. F off. Yeah. F off. F off. It's not like you did like super spectacular against uh Holland. Yeah. So 
And I was and I was listening to I was listening to DC and Hawani and, and DC was like he beat Kevin worse than Brunson beat him. Like I rate that performance higher than Brunson's. I was like, okay, sure. But Brunson laid the blueprint. And it yeah. was because he got that done to him that it was easier to do it. And my man stepped in on what, 10 days notice. Fuck yeah, off. You don't get props right. for being a guy. You didn't even finish him. Yeah. Like I hate to sound like Nate Diaz or he's like, huh, couldn't finish me <laughs> after he gets dog walked. But like, <laughs> like Kevin didn't get finished. So Bobby. Marvin <laughs> Marvin didn't fucking <laughs> Marvin Victoria is the third best guy in the world. That's gonna be the new oh, troll fucking voice. voice. Anyway, it's, it's wild. Marvin Mathori deserves a power shot because he took his uh, destiny up to a split decision. And I thought he won that fight. I gave it to him based on the forward pressure and the takedown. He waddles away. I love it. Yeah. Well, guys. <laughs> This is this has been a long, long process for both of us. We recorded this over the course of two days. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty long. So we're gonna uh, have our fight picks. Yesterday, yesterday I felt like I was gonna die. Oh, cool! I didn't think we we're gonna. I was gonna make it to this recording. Oh, great! Well, was, I'm happy uh, that you did. I was doing a uh, read through for my uh, play and first read through. And I was like, I'm probably going to die. I was sitting there wiping the floor with everybody with my superior acting. I love and, it. And uh, listening to people just absolutely butcher the bard's words. And uh, I was like, well, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. Cool. Mm, I love those feelings. Turns out I'm still here. Yeah, it turns out still here, baby. And we're gonna and, and we're gonna be given our fight picks the morning of. Yes, and we're gonna, gonna get back to, to doing that more consistently. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the fact that I'm on the East Coast, it has to do with this internet system that I'm on, so that's why we're having some troubles. But we'll we'll hopefully get everything working um, in the next. Nobody couple weeks. knows the trouble I've seen. That's true. All right. Well, I am your host, Leo. And, and Juice is our co host. And welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. Um, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell Randy Gonzalez. Tell everyone. Um, tell tell, them tell all. everyone. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Friendly Spar Pod. Mm hmm. You can um, buy our merch on Redbubble. You can we cash app us. Yeah, we have merch. What are you talking about? Oh, I haven't <laughs> I put the friendly. I didn't put the friendly spar one up yet. Okay, well, but we're gonna the have fight with too. myself stuff is still there. Yeah, it's still gonna be. It's gonna be up there. Good. Yeah. So if you want to go to our friendly sparring pod um, page, our merch page. Just go to fighting with myself and just buy a bunch of fighting with yeah, myself okay. gear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So and also, um, uh, get pegged. Yeah, get pegged. 
It's the Mel G spot. What do you want from me? Mel G spot's the best part of the G spot. I hate you. Mel, it's not. It's not the Mel G spot. It's a. There's a. It's a myth. It's just putting aside someone's butt makes you gay. Oh. <laughs>